Welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together, we are bringing you ideas about education, entrepreneurship, and relationships that are both inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook. And be sure to leave us a review or a comment on your favorite podcast platform. Today, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Today, we have the privilege of introducing Alicia. Alicia has been a university instructor for 25 plus years and a holistic nutrition coach for 12 plus years. She has enjoyed seeing families transform their habits and reducing tantrums and food fights. She loves teaching the kids and families to explore new food playing through her Happy Healthy Kids Adventure Program, a step-by-step -step learning program that allows kids and their parents to realize creating healthy habits completely transforms their home environment and their relationships. So that was a little hard to read for me because it was talking about food playing and I hadn't really heard that term before. So what is food playing? Welcome, because Alicia. food fights, food playing. Hello, welcome. Let's let's talk about that a little bit right off the bat. So what, what is food playing? You know, I, I, I remember when I was a kid, it's like you come, you eat and you get up. There was no playing with food unless I wanted to bake cookies. Maybe there was a bit of playing, but truly, truly, I was, I mean, I grew up, when I grew up, uh, I wasn't really involved into, into cooking until one day we moved and then they, we didn't have any more help in the kitchen. So my mother didn't like cooking. And then she would just take out a whole bunch of food and leave it on the counter and said, it's your turn to cook. I'm like, how do you cook this? And she would tell me, oh, just do this. And I started mixing, matching, and I started just experimenting and truly playing. I was already a teenager. I started playing with food and creating and changing. And they were like, oh, we've never tasted this. Oh, no, because I changed an herb or, you know, or things like that. Now, over time, over time, let me just tell you a little bit about my own story. Huh? Um, over time, what happened was that I became a mom, right? And I was, my mom screamed at me a lot when I was a girl. And then I started repeating the pattern. I started screaming at my kids, although I knew I was hurting them. And although, although I didn't want them to live what I have lived through. And I thought I had inherited. I thought, oh, well, if my mother screamed, that's why I scream. Hmm. And I want to ask some of your parents or the people that are, uh, that are listening to us, has it ever happened to you that you get so upset sometimes and you start screaming and you cannot stop. And you just feel like you're like, it's not you. You're like an alien talking to your kids and you just can't stop. And I truly thought it was genetic. However, when I became a holistic nutritionist about 12 years ago, I started changing my gut. Everything was a gut problem. When I grew up, I was a very skinny kid. When I grew up, I was given antibiotics as candy because back then you know that's what it was like and then my gut was compromised when I started changing my digestion guess what happened I changed my own being yeah I stopped screaming at my kids my kids saw the change my kids were teenagers okay you don't it's really like, like you don't change habits when you have a teenager it's really hard but they started seeing what I was doing and they started changing. A year later, my husband changed. It took us like a whole truly a whole year to get to where we wanted to get. Now, when I look at my gut health, 
And my tantrums, because parents, let me just tell you, tantrums are not just for kids. <laughs> we all have tantrums, right? Right, at times. We, and, and not only that, our kids are our mirrors. I was mirroring my mother. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my kids are going to mirror me. Of course, you know, of course, I was able to do these changes before they left. Now they live on their own. And it's amazing. You go to their places, you open the fridge and it's like mirrors of my fridge, you know, like it's just like my pantry. They are like super clean. They super clean. If they didn't take much more from home, they took the habits, right? So what happens when we just feed the kids, when we don't let them play with the food? They don't, you know, people go like, I, I know kids are picky eaters and I'm picky eaters. They go like, oh, no, I'm not eating, eating cucumber. Oh no, I'm not eating papaya. Oh no, I don't like, I don't like anything, grapefruit, whatever, right? Because we don't let them experiment with their hands and play with the food. Okay. And so part of the education that you bring, when, when we talk about bringing education home, is you want to be you want to have your kids being part of every daily activity. Yes. One important activity is we eat. Am I right? We yes. eat all day. Absolutely. We, we have breakfast, we have lunch, we have dinner, we have snacks. When the pandemic started, we had more snacks than we should. We entertained ourselves a lot in the kitchen, right? But when you look at people's pantries and you look at, at what they have, it's like we have packaged food. We have so much sugar that it's hiding that we don't even know what it's called. We have our food, our food, our, our taste buds have changed. We don't even bite anymore. You know how many kids need, need retainers and stuff like that? Because we don't bite the food anymore. You know, even an apple, you, buy, you, pick, you, you cut the apple small so the kid doesn't choke. We don't bite as much as we should. As, as, as we used to. I didn't think about that. You are so right. You still cut up your apples. Yeah, I do. You cut your apples and you take out the core because it's easier to chew, but we don't bite the whole thing. Yeah. You know, picky eaters, picky eaters. I, I remember having a friend who works with picky eaters. And with her, the thing is that she says, eating is harder Learning to eat is harder than, than learning to swim. Learning to swim is, is hard. Why? Because all your senses are involved. Your taste, your smell, your, your right. everything is involved. Swallowing food is a learning process. Yeah. So when we are not playing with the food and we don't let the kids to be exposed to all these foods, guess what happens? Oh, no, my kid has allergies. Oh, no, I'm not going to give my kid this. I'm not going to give my kid that. Right? Oh, all my kid eats. I remember a mom. All her kid ate was macaroni and cheese and, and fries. That's all he ate. Simple mm -hmm. carbohydrates. Yeah, there, there was a time I went in for dental surgery and I, I had my wisdom teeth removed. And yeah. for like a week and a half, all I could eat was macaroni and cheese because I couldn't chew or swallow yeah, it because it hurt so much. And that I, that did change a lot of my diet because I wasn't able yeah. to chew. So bringing that the other direction, thinking that that chewing actually helps with your health. That's that's an interesting little tidbit that that wow, that that's that's important. I'm sure a lot of parents don't know about that. So 
you know yeah no and we make we we make you know we make lunch bags for the kids right i'm like why don't we get the kids to make a lunch bag they should you know i i had actually i had a a a um a spring cleanup uh challenge last week uh-huh. where we had to make uh, our lunch bags yeah and the lunch bags needed to have real food and needed to have color and the color could not bring come from a package okay so no colorful bags. I don't care about the bags. You open any bag, what color are they? Right. Open any bag and put it on the plate. How much color you have on your plate? So almost everything's white. Absolutely. Oh, everything yeah. is white. Yeah. Or everything is bleached. You know, even, even the chicken nuggets at McDonald's, they're bleached. Yeah. They're white. Yeah. Because white, even white sugar. Why do we eat white sugar? has no nutrients white sugar anymore yeah right look at molasses what color are molasses they're black they're brown but they don't look nuts but they have way more nutrients than sugar wow this is amazing i mean we have gone from gut health to chewing to lots of different colors and this is such a wide range of topics and things that parents really need to dive into. And I'm so glad that we're exposing parents to these ideas, even in this short snippet, so they can start thinking about all of these different things. Exactly. Yeah, I worked with a nutritionist for a while and she actually said, if it's white, don't eat it. So the closest thing that I got to white was mashed potatoes, but I had to leave the skins on. And so there was still color in it. So <laughs> yeah, so I, I actually took white out of my diet for a long time ago. And when people say, what, what, what can you have? It's like, if it's not white, I can have it. So yeah, that yeah, was really I cool. like that. Yeah. yeah. And it goes white along is- eating around the outside of the grocery store. You know, you don't want all the yes. packages from the middle of the store. You want the fresh fruits and vegetables, the meats and things from that are usually kind of around the store. Yeah. 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 And when you, you show kids how colorful is your lunch bag when it's full of color and it's full of rainbow color. Yeah. It makes a huge difference a huge difference. So, so anyway, I've been teaching for about 12 years. I've been teaching kids, right? And this is, this comes from the education at home. It's like when you actually incorporate Mm -hmm. the healthy nutrition, the God changes, the mood changes, Mm -hmm. sleep changes. We cannot separate as a holistic nutritionist. We cannot separate food from sleep, from hydration, from movement, extremely important. And especially from reading your poop. They're called me the queen of poop reading for a reason. When you understand poop. I love it. Yes. From God. When you understand reading your poop and making the connection, it's huge. And kids love talking about it. (laughs) That's all I can tell you. Kids love talking about poop reading. (laughs) Actually, they were the ones that decided that it was poop reading. That they put the name on. It was just perfect. Yeah, that is perfect. So let's back this up a little bit. We want our kids to be helping us in the kitchen. And there's a lot of parents like, oh, no, it's too dangerous or it's too messy or it'll take too long. Can you give them maybe one or two tips on how to make a slow change and start that process of getting the kids into the kitchen? Give them give them a, give them tasks that they can do. Okay. It's as simple as I had a two-year-old who loved carrots. She would open the fridge, take out the carrots, give them to her five-year-old. The five-year-old would actually wash them and peel them. And they had 
carrots all the time. They were my, they were like truly my five year old was a hero. Um, just give them start by you know if they're little just put the napkins on the table, put the spoons on the table. You know it doesn't matter that, and it doesn't matter how long it takes. Okay, do it slowly and add up. You know, a five-year-old is capable, actually, of making a salad, believe it or not, right? It can be a raw salad. You can have, you know, nowadays, it's so easy to find, like, clean vegetables that it's just not that hard to do, right? Once they start getting a bit older and they can manage the knife, then start chopping vegetables. That is what takes the most. People go like, I don't have time to chop vegetables. I'm like, oh, my gosh. To me, chopping vegetables is like meditating, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> he likes, he likes the chopping and stuff. Yeah. Isn't it her, when you, when you chop, when you chop, the whole thing is, if, you, you if you're, if you're on your own in the kitchen, the knife, you have to focus the, the, you have the to problem focus. things that are going, go away and you just, it's, you have to it's be. It's a there. meditation. It's a meditation. Well, guess what? If you have teens at home, okay. And you both chop. It is the best time for a connection and a conversation because you're I can chop than you get a little competition going. Something, you know, something quiet because teenagers are not looking into your eyes when they're chopping. They're looking at the board. You're looking at the board. You're not looking at them. And best time to connect forever and ever is the kitchen, right? I have a question. Where do parties end up? Always in the kitchen. Why? It's a warmer place in the whole house. Mm -hmm. Why? It's the place to connect. Mm -hmm. When you start, instead of instead of telling your kid it's it's dinner time and your kid doesn't come because they're in uh, they're playing games or video games and I'm coming, I'm coming, and then by the time the food, oh the food is cold, I don't want it. You know, it's like no, 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 no. This is a family, family doing. Mm -hmm. Making food is all about family. I remember my aunts, my aunts connecting in the kitchen, my grandma cooking, you know, my great aunts, they were all in the kitchen. My grandma spent every single day in the kitchen. As far as I remember, she would go and, and buy the food of the day, fresh food every day and be in the kitchen all day long or, or all morning or whatever. Right. In Mexico, we used to have our heavy dinner at 2.30 or 3 o'clock and she would cook for 15 people every single day. That was my grandmother. Wow. Right. My mother didn't learn how to cook because no, because my mother, my mother, when she got married, she didn't know how to cook. My mother was not, there was no room in that for my mother in the kitchen. There were too many people in there. Um, yeah. Cooking. I got to say, I'm kind of guilty of that. So my parents yeah. would come over and watch me cook. They would like, so I, I enjoyed the kitchen, but if too many people got in my kitchen, when I was cooking, it was like, I, I would shut down. They would get in my way. I would lose my flow because I could go in without any idea of what I was going to make and then just come out with a three course I'm meal like you. already He's done. Amazing. But if people came in and started getting in my way, it I didn't know how to explain it to them. I didn't. So my parents would actually just sit on the edge of the kitchen and watch me cook and just were fascinated. And they would still talk about different things, right? And chat with you. Yeah. It's a connection. Well, it's a connection. Yeah. Right. For people like you, I'm like you. I open my fridge. Like, what are you having for breakfast? I don't know. What are you having for dinner? I don't know. I open my fridge and I take my 10, 20 vegetables that I want and I chop and I just make something 
every day it tastes different. And they ask me for the recipe. I'm like, I don't want a recipe. There's no recipes. <laughs> I, I can't do it twice. <laughs> That's right. I cannot do it twice either. I don't pressure. I'm like you. It just flows. Yeah. I could have a restaurant because I couldn't. I, I, it, it, it will not make sense for me to have a restaurant. But my home is a restaurant. Okay. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to talk. So now that we're talking about food and we are about bringing education home, about bringing kids out of school and back into the home. So one of the things that we talk about, actually, that's probably you're going to like jump on right away is how bad is this food that schools serve our kids right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> right. If, if, is it color? Like, oh, is there color? Out of school just so that they don't have to eat, eat that, that stuff. food. Th think about it. What is the color in schools? Maybe red from a tomato sauce. That's it. Yeah. There's no color. Yeah. It's black. It's white. If you remove the red from the tomato sauce, it's white. Yeah. Oh, they have chocolate milk, but it is. Oh, white. good. They have chocolate milk. Take a look at the more sugar that's in chocolate milk. Yep. <laughs> In Canada, we don't have that. In Canada, we don't have we don't have food at, at school. Where I, I did also teach in Spanish. So in Latin America, there's no food at schools. This is only in the US. Mm. Okay. And yeah, it's interesting. But take a look at the type of food that your kids are, are given. So this is another very important thing. Please, you know, just experiment this with your kids if you're listening. Yeah, give your kids, they love macaroni and cheese. Okay, give them the macaroni and cheese. Wait 20 minutes to half an hour and watch and let them watch how they're feeling. The sugar, the sugar goes boom, like that. Yeah. And up here, they're like super hyper and super amazing and, and just jumping up and down and stuff like that. But as soon as, but it goes up, it goes down again. What happens over here? Tantrums. Tantrums. Fighting. Yep. Deciding. The, the, oh, the anger. The and the crying and the adults too. Take a look at an adult having coffee with milk in the morning with donuts. Boom. And then down here, what happens? Fights at, fights at work, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's just really make the connection with what you're eating and how you're feeling afterwards. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you had vegetables and color, you will go like this all day. A little bit smoother, a little bit easier. Exactly. And at there's school, no screaming. Yeah, the diets at school are so awful that, you know, yeah. they they give them that much sugar and then they expect yes. them to sit still. Yeah. And then like an hour later after lunch, it's like the teachers have snacks in the room and they start giving them, again, crackers and, and yeah. sugary snacks yeah. just Holy. so that they don't crash. So just to keep that... And by the time they get home, they're like wiped out. They're physically exhausted from all of having to process that stuff inside. So that's right. Wow. So bringing the education home, it needs to include. It truly does need to include this okay. literacy about food making, yeah. about healthy habits and about pooping. Please, your kids need to learn this. That's it. <laughs> and kids like it. talking about poop. They do. <laughs> 
That is wonderful. So let's go back to a few more tips for our parents. So they have one of those picky eaters and they're just learning how to get this transition started. Help them with one or two tips of how do we get to introduce and get these things moving that haven't been moving so far. Are these picky eaters that are only used to their chips and their crackers. Yeah, that's and right. Snacks, that's right. How do we get them to... Well, let me, let me tell you a story. I had a mom, I was talking with the mom with the picky eater and she goes like, nope, he will not take the vegetables. And I said, look, he will eat the vegetables when he's hungry. So he started, mom, mom, mom. And so anyway, a little while later, I hear the voice like, can I finish it? And she goes like, he hasn't had cucumbers for so long. And now he wants more. And I said, see, when, the, when a kid is hungry, but there's no chips available and there you need to change your pantry. You need to make sure you clean that up. You clean what you have at home. Yeah. So have things that are available, right? Yeah. And I understand about the picky eaters and I understand about the texture and I understand about all of these. But if you expose your kid to all of these real food, eventually they will have it. And one other thing is, you need to eat as a family. Your family needs to see what you're eating. Your kids need to see what you're eating. They need to see what's on your plate. You know, <laughs> Christine is laughing. Because why? We always feed our kids, especially babies, before we eat, right? They don't even see what's on our plates. Well, I was a picky eater. If you put anything green on my plate, I wouldn't touch it. And so here I was trying to raise voice like, no, really, this is good for you. You need to eat it. But mom, you're not eating it. And that's, you know, it was just one of those things. Yeah, I got to say, I, I actually had a huge, huge event in breaking that because I actually learned how to cook green things so that she would eat it. And so there's, there's, yeah, it's like, yeah. I remember the first time I got her to eating asparagus, she's like, I, I can't believe I'm actually liking this. So uh, this is where the playing with the food comes in. because And changing the spices and doing different ways. Yes. Of because I was on an elimination diet where I was, I became allergic to foods and I was starting to have problems. And so I had to eat these foods that were just terrible. And so I had to play with them until I found ways that I learned how to eat them. So it's like, like to me, tastes like dirt, but I found ways to cook beets that other people who couldn't eat beets is like, oh, you're making beets. Can I have some? So yeah, you play with your food until you can find how you it works with, for you. That's right. And it's a trial and error. Yes, it is a trial and error. But definitely the education at home needs to include food. Yes or yes, there is yeah. no other way around it. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, you can't force your kids to eat something. But I really kind of believe in what's called a no thank you portion. We would put one or two little bites and it's like, just try it. You don't have to eat a whole bunch. Just try it. And then, yeah. you know, they'll, oh, I tried it last time and it didn't work or it didn't taste good. And it's like, well, but that was a couple of months ago and you've grown and you've changed and maybe now you will. So let's try it one more time. And, you know, it's just one of those things, even as a teacher in the classroom, when we were teaching nutrition, I always told my kids, believe it or not, your taste buds change. And then I could use me as an example, right? It's like, Mrs. Hayward didn't like a lot of green things. My taste buds changed. I like them now. So just keep trying those no thank you bites. Yes. Yes. Just keep trying. Just keep trying. It's a trial and error. It's a trial and error. But yes, parents start with you. <laughs> that is true, Christina. You cannot, they, they are to get your plate. Mom, why should I eat this if you don't eat it? 
Absolutely. Exactly. I agree. Now, a, a caveat is there are genetics. So like kids who taste can taste litmus yes. paper and taste that sour stuff. I know cruciferous vegetables have whatever that litmus paper is. So one of my kids, it's like if he ate broccoli, it was just the absolute worst thing. So so you do, there are some times where there are contributing mm-hmm. factors to that. So that is yeah. something to to pay attention to. But then replace it with a different green but, thing. But you can all, <laughs> but there are so many different greens that also the whole thing. The whole thing is that I'm a botanist, right? I'm I'm a I'm a, I have a PhD in botany. Uh-huh. Do you know the variety of vegetables that are out there? A lot. A lot. And how many have you not tried? A whole bunch. A whole bunch. You know, I took fennel to my daughter's classroom one day. I let me just tell you a story. I took fennel to my daughter's classroom one day, and the kids, you know, because I brought a whole bunch of vegetables and fruit. And all of a sudden, I get my my daughter says, "Oh my my gosh." Mom really wants to know what she tried today. And I'm like, she tried fennel. And she goes, what is that? I've never seen it in my life. Right. The daughter got addicted to fennel. Fennel had to be in every meal. And it was like, mom is like, oh my gosh, this is so delicious. I've never tried fennel. Right. So So you need to know how to cook it too, right? I know the fennel seeds taste a lot like black licorice anise. Does the fennel leaves? Because I haven't found fresh fennel because... The thing in grocery stores is they carry what people buy. And in America, there's not a lot of people That's buying right. those kind of foods. So there's a lot of stuff that, you know, when I go to the grocery store, if I see something like, I want to try that, but I have no idea what it is or how to cook it. Well, try it and try to cook it different ways. Herb, you know how. Just yeah. buy things you have never, ever tasted before. Huh. You know, just try them. Oh, I went to I went to an Asian uh, uh, Asian market the you know not long ago with a couple of botanists that were visiting here, and they were taking pictures of everything and all. Oh yeah, this this species. Oh, this looks like this. Oh no, oh, we don't know this one. And blah blah blah. And now I'm like, can we buy all of that and cook with it? Like, how do you cook it? I'm like, I have no idea. I'm just experimenting. It was delicious. It was awesome. delicious. Yeah. So. Trial and error. Trial and error. Oh, Alicia, our time has come to an end. We're on Pot of Palooza today and things are going a little bit faster than normal, but we definitely will reconnect and get you back on to talk more about food and things like that. Is there, how do our audience connect with you though? Because that's one of the big things about all these wonderful resources that we want to be able to let them connect. Yeah, I will email you my detective game, but start there. Start playing the detective game at home. And from there, you'll find all my information after that. There's lots of freebies. There's a free webinar if you guys want to do it. Our Happy Healthy Kids Adventure is amazing because you only play with your kids for 20 minutes. And it's all about play. It's playing, learning how to create a healthy lifestyle playing. And to me, that is more fun than opening a book and trying to read it. Absolutely. Wonderful. And speaking of fun, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for being here today. And so for all of our parents, definitely look look Alicia up and get more information from her and we'll have it in our show notes. All right, everybody. That's it for now. We will see everybody in our next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today.